Welcome back to Faith FM Live. This is Mon and Taryn and Christopher. You're listening to The Breakfast Show and we're about to have one of the best parts of the show and that is our encounter with God. So this is our Bible study and this is uh, a time where we do a Bible study that is being done with 20 million other people around the world. That's pretty. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Sadly, only half as many as playing Fortnite right now. But, <laughs> but yeah. uh, still, I mean, you know, you never know. There might be more. We just don't know. But um, 20 million other people are doing this. And you're probably wondering how on earth it is that they are all doing this together. Let me tell you how it's done. So every three months, is it three or is it four months? Every three months. Three months, yeah. A, um, a study guide is printed and sold around the world. Um, it's very cheap, like $3 or something. And uh, it gets sold around the world and people purchase it. And it's it's uh, it's current for the three months that it's been printed for. I mean, you can certainly study it outside of those three oh, months. Oh, yeah, definitely. But the same time as everyone else, it'll, um, it'll only be for those three months. So we are doing the April, May and June uh, edition uh, 2018 of this study guide. Um, and it's all about preparation for the end time. So we're going through like Revelation and Daniel and, you know, looking at what's going to be happening, you know, what the Bible says about prophecy, about the end time events. So that is how 20 million other people all do the same study at the same time. Because people have asked, they're like, how, how are you like linking up with 20 million other people? No. <laughs> well, it's the same way that people watch, you know, the same television program is happening all over the world. So if you would like to join us, it's actually very simple. You can just give us a call and we can get you a copy of this book, um, this study guide, or you can go to your local Better Books and Food. Uh, we have one here in Newcastle in Kurenbong, and um, but they should be in, in most capital cities around the world and you can get a copy there. So at the moment, we're just going to recap what we did yesterday. Uh, yesterday we talked about do, 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 the mark of the beast. Yes. So God's seal versus the mark of the beast. Not or, or, or seal, but like a seal <laughs> like on the back of an envelope. A seal, a defining mark. And we had a look at um, some of these signs, some of these seals that God has had with his people previously. And previously, uh, you know, in, uh, in the Old Testament times, there was two in particular that we looked at, these outward identifiers of God's true people. One of them was... Circumcision? Yes. Yeah, and the other one was... Sabbath. Very nice. And the thing that we really noted on was that these are just outward symbols. Mm. So they don't, you know, they're supposed to symbolize an inward change. So we can't have one without the other, really. Otherwise, it's just, you know, it's just a bunch of rules we're following. It just works, I guess you could say, without having the heart of the matter uh, Mm. in tune. And so it's supposed to be a renewal of the heart. It's supposed to be, you know, a dedication, a choosing of God. It's supposed to be a sign between God and his people about him choosing them and them choosing him. So we're going to have a look today at maybe the flip side of um, of what, you know, of, of true worship, because that is true worship, you know, us choosing God, us choosing to follow God, us choosing to be obedient to God. We learned a few weeks ago about true worship and in that the highest form of worship is actually obedience. So mm. when God asks, you know, when he asks you to do something, when he sets out his Ten Commandments in the Bible, that is true worship. When we, when we decide, you know what, I love Jesus, I want to follow him, I want to do what he wants me to do more than what I want to do, you know, myself. That's the highest form of worship. That's true worship. So we're going to have a look today at a little bit about um, the beast and false worship. 
So we're going to have a look at how to avoid the mark of the beast and you know, and why it's important to avoid the mark of the beast. So let's have a look at our, our Bibles. Let's read, oh, let's read about four verses. So Taryn, do you want to read Revelation 13 verse 17? Yes. And Christopher, you want to read 14 verse 9 and 10? Yep. And I'll read 16 verse 2. Okay, Revelation 13, verse 17 says, And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Mm, very interesting. Christopher, what's yours? 14, verse 9 and 10. Mine says, Then a third angel followed them, shouting, Anyone who worships the beast and his statue, or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand, must drink the wine of God's anger. It has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath, and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. And I have Revelation 16 verse 2, which says, So the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth, and horrible malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. What on earth have we got here, guys? <laughs> Let's take a look, a closer look at breaking down these verses. What's going on? Tell me what's happening in your verse. Well, it's something about no one is buying or selling except the person who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So just like they can't buy or sell unless they have like one of three things, the the mark or the name or the number of his name. Mm. So I don't, there's a few things in there to yes. talk about. So hey. I guess you can't buy and sell. You can't trade at the end yeah. of times unless yep. you have the mark of the beast. That sounds like oppressive. That sounds oppression. It doesn't sound like a good thing. No. Well, when you look at the, the rest of the verse, we have uh, the fact that this beast of the earth um, it does have authority, it says, over every tribe, nation, people, and tongue. So mm-hmm. it's very much uh, a very huge political power and obviously has the means to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what's interesting as we went through these verses is we kind of got a bit of a timeline as to how uh, the Mark of the Beast kind of plays in uh, throughout history. So, for example, Taryn, your verse kind of shows the initial stage mm. where there's this division of people who either get the mark of the beast or they don't have it. Uh, And for those who don't have it, they're restricted into what they can and can't do within the confines of society. Uh, But then we get to my verse in Revelation 14.9, and this judgment is proclaimed uh, on those who uh, have the mark of the beast, or in other words, who have rejected God uh, and his love. And as a result of that, uh, they've they're responsible for their actions, their sin, their, uh, their sins are not covered by the blood of Jesus. And so uh, there's a punishment there uh, because, again, as we talked about the idea of God being a just God, he can't let uh, sin and injustice and evil go unpunished. And then Mon Yozin 16.2 is kind of leading up to my <laughs> my verse in chapter 14, the, the angel is kind of beginning the judgment. So your verse kind of shows the beginning of the judgment mm-hmm. and mine shows the end result. Um, and I thought it was interesting that, Mon, uh, earlier you mentioned that uh, it, all of this has to do with what your heart is doing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said that uh, if if we don't really have the true heart behind it, all it is is works, works-based religion. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that the seal of God can only be found in the forehead, mm. um, which is all to do with what you're thinking and 
you know, active choice and decision. Whereas the mark of the beast can be found on the forehead or on your hand. Mm -hmm. And there's this biblical symbolism there of the hand representing your labor, your works. So it's very much works-based religion. Because we shouldn't forget as well that this end power is combining with a religious power. So we have this political and religious power. So uh, by the looks of it, it wouldn't be surprising if we see a resurgence in... um, very much works-based religion uh, mm. as we approach end times. And I think, well, we very much are like that today because... Yeah, I think there's already a massive plethora of those because if you think about yeah. works-based religions, all these ones where people are going on these crazy pilgrimages and they're going through all these ordeals and, you know, whacking themselves and crawling on their knees and yeah. all to be worthy. But the the, the joke on, they, on them is you're never going to be worthy. That's it. Yeah. We can do nothing. Jesus has already paid the price. Yeah. You don't need to do anything like that. And even if you did, like, there's nothing. We're so wretched and, and miserable. There's not, nothing out of us could yeah. be good enough to, to commend ourselves to Jesus. We have to hide behind Jesus and claim exactly. Claim his gift, mm. and that's how we earn, get, get salvation and earn it at all. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've watched a lot of interviews uh, where people go to just strangers on the street, and they say, okay, let's say, you know, there's a God, and you were to die today, would you go to heaven? And they say, oh, yeah, I'd go to heaven. And they go, okay, why is that? Oh, I'm a pretty good person. Yeah. Um, that's workspace religion, because yeah. what do they say then? Uh, so then... The person will say, okay, well, have you ever told a lie or have you ever stolen something? They go, oh, yeah, yeah, I've done all those things. You know, like, uh, I, I've broken the law. And then they say, but, you know, I've also done a lot of good things. Mm, okay, let's yeah. take it back to the justice scenario. If you had uh, a court case in which, you know, somebody had been murdered and the murderer, he's standing on trial and he says, oh, well, you know, judge, like, uh, uh, yeah, I murdered the person. I, I feel kind of bad about it, but I helped uh, I help an orphanage. and I do all these good things. The judge will say, your good works have nothing to do with the fact that you've committed a bad act. Mm. And so even we recognize that in our earthly justice system. We're going to continue to keep talking about this topic after this quick break. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yeah. um, And so getting back to this topic once again of justice and how uh, works just can't do anything for us. Our good works have nothing to do with whether or not we are saved. Mm. Uh, They can't do anything. And in fact, uh, the Apostle Paul writes, uh, I believe in Romans, that all of our good acts are like filthy rags. Mm. He says, it's like, it's like, yeah, trying to wipe a window with like filthy, like, you know, like an oily rag and be like, it's okay. It's fine. Like this, this window's clean as guys. Like, it doesn't do anything. Um, And so then when we come to, the uh, end times, I think really what we kind of see is this division of people. There are those who believe that they are good, that they don't require Jesus, and that's why they've chosen to reject him. And then there are those who accept the seal of God and worship God uh, because he is the creator, but also because he's their redeemer and their savior. They recognize that they are only able to stand before God and be declared just, not because they are just, but because of Christ being righteous on their behalf. Mm. Now, there was a ver- uh, a section in your verse, Taryn, that you read out about the, the whole buying and selling thing. And I have heard people say, well, 
wouldn't we want the mark of the beast then if it means that we can buy and sell? Because we don't want to be encumbered. You know, how are we supposed to survive if we can't buy and sell anything? Mm. And so there was this, this, you know, this sort of fear. Like it, it sounds like getting the mark of the beast might be a good thing. But we have to realize that the mark of the beast is definitely not a good thing. No. Even, <laughs> if it, even if it means that, you know, it's, it's something inconvenient or difficult for us. And I just wanted to quickly read out a verse um, just to comfort people who, because, you know, reading about the end times can sometimes be a little bit scary for people mm-hmm. and uh, and thinking to ourselves hang on if I get the seal of God I, I'm not going to be able to trade I can't I can't go to shops and buy anything I can't you know sell anything but I just want I just want our listeners to to hear this verse from Matthew 6 um, Matthew chapter 6 so it's verses 25 to 34 therefore I tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you, not, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the king, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm. And I think this is really important to remember that, you know, when we get to the time <clears throat> when the mark of the beast is being dealt out, <clears throat> and we're no longer able to buy and sell, and um, you know, in it, in it, in it, could, things could get rough. It's uh, it's not to worry because we can claim this promise, the promise that God said He would look after us, mm. and that our first and only concern should be to seek God's kingdom and His righteousness. Mm. That's right. Yeah, that's a really good verse. And what I like about it as well is that Jesus begins it by saying, "I tell you not to." That's a uh, that's not like a. Uh, friendly suggestion <laughs> that's mm, like mm-hmm. jesus is commanding us to it's a, it's almost like a, a ten commandments jesus edition the mount uh, the the sermon on the mount which is where this is from uh and i don't mean to say that to be like oh well, you have to keep it yeah, like because because it's a rule but like the way that jesus phrases it is it's almost like you will do this it, it's uh almost phrased as though you're going to do this not because like i've commanded you to but because you're in the best hands possible. Mm. You're in the hands of the God of the universe. If uh, if anyone's got anything under control, it's him. And he'll make sure that he provides and he takes care of you and that his will is done in your life if you're willing to do it. And it reminds me of the story of Elijah. Like, um, remember how, you know, he was being chased by queen jezebel and you know he was almost killed um you know and so god told him to go to the brook um i forget the name of cherith there we go okay and um so he was by the brook and and you know he couldn't buy and sell at that point in time Mm. because if he had left the safety of the cover of nature really then you know as soon as he went back into the towns people would find him and then he'd get killed and so very similarly um is what you know is going on here without the mark of the beast if you know people buy and sell you know they'll you know get 
whatever mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, we just can't buy and sell. So whatever that looks like in that time. So similarly, Elijah couldn't buy and sell. And so um, what happened was that God sent him ravens that would feed him. And, you know, God provided the water and he provided food and God provided for every single one of Elijah's needs. Mm-hmm. And so too, in the end of time, you know, God is faithful. He will provide for each of our needs. Just like you read, like we don't need to worry about any of that because God's got it under control. Indeed. So let's have another look at at my Bible verse. My Bible verse is a bit weird, right? So you've got this an angel who leaves the temple and pours out a bowl on the earth and then horrible malignant sores broke out on the earth and everyone who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue got these sores. So... A little bit weird. I mean, like receiving the undiluted wrath of God. Undiluted. Undiluted <laughs> wrath of God. And Does uh, diluted wrath look like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, and this is like the punishment, the seven last plagues, and in the end, um, you know, being cast into the lake of fire. All these things, these are all things that happen to those who have the mark of the beast. So is, we really don't want to have the mark of the beast. It might sound a little bit, you know, inconvenient to not be able to buy and sell. But if you look at what happens to those who who do have the mark of the beast, definitely not a good option. And um, you know, and what and also you know, we looked yesterday at the contrast um, to those who refuse the mark of the beast, and uh, and who have the seal of God. They stand on a sea of glass triumphantly, and they get to sing praise to God and the Lamb. We talked about the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Mm. So, what is this mark that no one would want to receive? Like clearly, um, the the above verses connected to false worship. And, uh, and also, as we saw in a, in a previous lesson, um, we have like the four beast power, the fourth beast power of Daniel 11. So in this latter verse, which is also depicted as the sea beast of mm. Revelation 13. Taryn, I think you and I did that last yeah, yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, last week. Yeah. And, um, you know, these, these beasts, they think they're going to change the times and laws. Um, they think they're going to change God's laws, you know, and one of those being the Sabbath, which we looked at yesterday. Um, and we actually had the question of the day yesterday where Christopher, you know, told us about how um, the Sabbath has been instituted since creation and has been there for all time. And, is you know, and Taryn, we, we had that Bible verse from, was it Jeremiah or Isaiah, where it said it was going to continue Isaiah. through all time. Mm, mm. Um you know, and here we have the beast power um, that wants to change the Sabbath, the fourth commandment, and it's only one of ten that refer. It's the only one of ten that refers to time, and it points directly to God as the one who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, and you know, and then He rested on the seventh day. So, this beast wants to change these times. Um, so clearly, this has something to do with the false worship that results in getting the mark of the beast. And, uh, and significantly also, we have the, the first angel's message, which points us back to this commandment, um, which, you know, the beast power tried to change. And it makes it clear that we are to worship the Lord alone as creator. Mm. And uh, in fact, of the seven verses referring to worship in Revelation um, 12 and 12 to 14, so the three chapters there, 12, mm-hmm. 13, 14, where we've been seeing a lot of time. Um, this verse, Revelation 14, 7, is the only one about true worship. Um, and the other six warn against falsely worshipping the, the beast in his image, um, you know, which we recognize as being powered by the devil. Yeah. So there's all these different beasts which represent different nations, but there's always the same power behind them and they're always um, evoked by the devil. 
and uh, and immediately after the third angel's description of the of the fate of those who who engage in this false worship, you know, the um the the, the plagues, the seven last plagues, are being cast into fire. Um, the true worshippers of God are described, and uh, let's have a look at the at the description of the true worshippers. Revelation um, chapter fourteen, verse twelve. Chris, do you want to have a look at that one for us? Yep, it says this means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying His commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. Mm, so my version says, "Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus." You see it similarly in twelve seventeen uh, that this beast was angry at uh, the church and she declared war against her children, all who keep God's commandments and maintain the testimony for Jesus. So yeah. I want us to unpack this verse a bit further so we can really get an, a picture, get you know a clear picture of what the people who don't get the mark of this, what the people who have the seal of God look like at the end times. Yeah. So that when it comes time for us to make the decision, we can choose to mm. have the seal of God and we can choose to refuse to have the mark of the beast. We're going back right after this song. This is the Forbes family with Revelation 19. The signs of the times are everywhere The spoken word of Jesus fills the air Wars and rumors of them horse night and day Do not be dismayed He's coming back someday Allow little children Jesus said unto me for such is the kingdom of heaven But their little lives are taken Fearing not the holy one But hear me when I say Judgment's on the way He'll ride on a cloud To take his bride away Triumphantly the church Will see Jesus any day Things as we know them will soon pass away. Will soon pass
Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. You're on the breakfast show with Mon and Tana and Christopher, and we are going to give you some clues. Ooh, exciting. So, it's a who am I question, and our third clue is, I told a group of sailors to throw me overboard. This is going to be one of the easiest ones I've done in a long yeah. time. <laughs> it really is. But if you is. do need more clues, jump on our Instagram. It's Faith FM Live, because um, we've already put <laughs> quite a few extra clues up on our Instagram. <laughs> so, who is this... Uh, Overboarding person uh, from the Bible. <laughs> this elusive figure. Rub shoulders with sailors, clearly. Uh, you can give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. It's 1-800-324-843. And uh, we will send you today's prize. Now, we are looking at the mark of the beast. So scary. <laughs> and we were just having a look at, um, you know, the false worship and the true worship. And we were discovering that Revelation and, and, the, and the Bible um, – clearly depicts, clearly tells us, warns us that the beast powers at the end times are going to attempt to um, change times and laws and change the Sabbath. So they're going to have a direct attack on God, on God's holy law, because, you know, the fourth commandment, the one about the Sabbath, is the one that really pinpoints God as the creator of, of heaven and earth mm. and tells how, you know, how it is we can truly worship him, how we can be involved in true worship and, and um, in obedience to him in worshiping on the Sabbath, on the, on the actual Sabbath day that God created. And so we looked at a verse. We're going to have a look at it again. Uh, Revelation 14, 12. Um, Taryn, how about we read it from your version this time? Okay. So it says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Mm, so let's let's unpack this verse because this is the describing verse. This is the description mm. of the people who have avoided the mark of the beast, who have refused to receive the mark of the beast. And we do have a choice, by the way. It's not by accident that we get the no. mark of the beast. Yeah, we've these are the people who have chosen to not receive the mark of the beast and who have chosen to have the seal of God. So let's have a look at. I mean, in other words, a proclamation of these three messages separates all of humanity into two groups, right? Those who worship the Creator um, by keeping all of His commandments, including the Seventh-day Sabbath command. Um, so here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God, right? Mm. Mm. So yeah. do you guys know the Ten Commandments off by heart? I do. I used to. <laughs> yeah, I got a little hand thing. I, it'll be mean nothing to the listeners at home, but I can show you. Oh, wait. Let me put it on my Instagram. <laughs> so, do, you, do you know them word for word or do you know them like... Uh, kind of. I, I did memorize it. When I went to Arise, we had to memorize um, Exodus 20 verses 1 to 17, I think it is. So uh-huh. I did used to know it, but uh, Chris, give us the brief version. All right, you ready? Ready. Number one. Have no other gods before me. Number two, don't bow down to idols. Number three, don't use God's name in vain. Number four, rest on the Sabbath. Look, it's a guy resting on a bed. Ah, I see that, I see Number five, honor your mum and your dad, sensei. Number six, don't murder. That's a guy. That's a knife. Uh, yep, yep. Number seven, don't commit adultery. That's two people in bed. Don't look at that. Scandalous. (laughs) Number eight, that is don't steal. Number nine is don't you be gossiping. Number 10, don't be jealous for other people's stuff. Ah, that was really cool. I like that. that. Credit to my dad. (laughs) Dad came up with that? Yep. (laughs) I'm very pleased about this. So I have that now on my, uh, on my, um, (laughs) on our live (laughs) live feed. I'm going to post that up later today. And I'm, (laughs) it's good though, right? It's a good little thing. It's really, really good. It helps. 
So that's how I learned all of the Ten Commandments. And I really like it was a local that came up with it. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's very good. I'm gonna use that to teach little kids how to do the Ten Commandments. Yeah, I recommend. Yeah, I like that. Um, you can uh, check out our Instagram and our Facebook and our um, Twitter. I'm gonna tweet that later. Nice that little video. So yeah, so we have the Ten Commandments, and uh, I like the one about the Sabbath because it was the the four <laughs> fingers went down and became a bed, and your thumb is a little person in the bed. And uh, and so here you have you know the patient that says here those that keep the commandments of God, including the Sabbath. Yeah. And uh, and the faith of Jesus. Do you guys know what the faith of Jesus is? Well, what I like even just to begin with is the fact that. It's once again not our faith. It's nothing that we do. Yeah. It's the faith of Jesus. Uh, it's everything comes back to what Jesus has done for us, and that's the only way by which we are saved. So we keep the commandments, sure, but that's not what saves us. That shows merely who our allegiance is to. It shows um, whose side we want to be on. Uh, so we're no longer living in sin, but under grace, and that's through. The, the faith and the testimony, the gospel of salvation uh, that comes through Jesus' works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, in a nutshell, what would you say the faith of Jesus is? The faith of Jesus. I'm not sure whether it is referring uh, to the, like, Jesus' faith, as in what he himself possessed, mm-hmm. or the faith that we have in Jesus. Because I believe that both would... Uh, fit the context of mm-hmm. that verse mm-hmm. in that both of them point to the salvific nature of Jesus and mm. what he does for us, mm-hmm. whether that is us placing our faith in what Jesus has done or Jesus' faith, which allowed him to go through with what he did to mm-hmm. save us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure uh, somebody a bit more knowledgeable than me could give you more precise, but I believe either of those two interpretations uh, both fit the context. Mm-hmm. And I think we need both of them mm. to get through the end times. Yeah, way. exactly. So, so here we have, um, you know, the, the patience of the saints, the commandments of God, and the faith of Jesus. And uh, you know, it's it's amazing to think that just keeping the Sabbath commandment and uh, and loving Jesus um, is you know how to avoid you the mark of the beast. And uh, and so if that's true worship, right? So there must be a flip side, right? So you have the false worship of um, the false form of worship, then, which obviously. By definition, must offer an alternative to worshiping the Creator um, by keeping the Sabbath Sabbath commandment. Mm. So, I, I know this is almost like a glaring truth that's staring us in the face right now. But what is the alternative to worshiping the Creator on His Sabbath day? Well, not worshiping on His Sabbath day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. has like, that happened at all? <laughs> Only for a few millennia. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously um, it's no surprise to say that the predominant, predominantly most Christians uh, have their worship services on Sunday. Mm. And we only saw that come about uh, centuries after Jesus actually came around. Uh, we can debate whether the early Christian apostles did or not, uh, but I think the consensus is they, they largely did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only see this yet gradually develop as... Uh, the church slowly becomes more of a political power than it is uh, religious with the rise of Constantine and things such as these. But I think um, what is important to think about is we've talked a lot about the mark of the beast and uh, we've now uh, contributed the idea that, of course, it's a counterfeit or false worship. Mm -hmm. If the seal of God is the Sabbath, then the mark of the beast is the counterfeit of that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think I'd like to specify, and maybe this will be what we conclude with today, that no one as of yet, 
has mm. the mark mm-hmm. of the beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of the time uh, people have said this and people mis- misunderstand uh, what is being said and they say, you think I have the mark of the beast just because I don't worship on the right day? No one, uh, no one should be saying that because it is biblically and theologically incorrect. The mark mm. of the beast is something which is enforced. It is compelled worship mm. and it is during a time in which we see these political and religious powers having complete dominion and authority over the world. We don't see that as of yet. We do see countries like America having lots of influence and lots of power, but not to the degree that is uh, mentioned in Revelation. And there is no compelled or forced worship. We are free to worship as we please. So the mark of the beast is not around yet, which is actually very good news Mm, because that allows us time to be able to preach the gospel and preach about the Sabbath mm-hmm. and the seal of God and make sure that, yeah, we can stop people uh, from getting that mark of the, of the beast. So no one has it yet, but it is coming, so we should be aware. And we need to be ready to to make up our minds and decide where our loyalty lies. Yes. You know, whether or not our loyal lies with, uh, with the God, the creator of heaven and earth, and whether or not we want to be obedient to him and to worship him in true worship, or if we want to choose, you know, convenience to ourselves or, you know, or follow, yeah. the, follow the beast or whatever form that false worship takes. So we're going to have a song and we'll be back tomorrow with the conclusion of this study.
Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. You're here with a breakfast show with Mon and Taryn and Christopher. I almost said Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. I'm flattered. No, really. <laughs> I am going to give you the last clue for our quiz this morning. This is a who am I quiz without a shadow of a doubt. The easiest who am I I think we've ever had on this show. The last clue being I was swallowed by a great fish. <sighs> Many people thought it was a whale. Bible doesn't actually specify. Swallowed by a great fish and incidentally spat back out again. Moses. Three days later. Not Moses. Was it Jesus? Jesus? If you think you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843. We'll send you the prize if you can get that one right. And it's a it's a it's a favorite one with the kids. The kids mm. love that one. It's yeah. a good story. Yeah. Solid story. Yeah, I particularly love the VeggieTales um, version. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's not talk about it because we might give it away. We have the Q of the D, the question of the day. At any time, you can give us a call on our number one eight hundred Faith FM and ask us a question, and we would love to answer it for you live on air. Now, today's question um, is a, is a really good one, actually. How do I receive forgiveness from God? We were mentioning earlier in the show, um, you know, that nothing we can do can make ourselves good enough to earn salvation. Mm. Um, you know, none of these pilgrimages, none of these, you know, climbing up flights and flights of stairs on our knees or hitting out, you know, whipping our backs with whips and stuff. None of that will endear us to God, will make us good enough um, or will earn us anything, like not even forgiveness. So how mm. do we receive mm. forgiveness from God? That's a really good question. And I think that, you know, it's important to preface that with the fact that, you know, why do we even need forgiveness? You know, because a lot of us um, don't even realize the fact that we do need forgiveness. But the Bible says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned, uh-huh. you know. The and monastery. so, yeah. yeah, that's it. So all of us have, um, you know, made mistakes. We've stuffed up. We need that forgiveness from from Jesus. And the Bible um says so clearly and so beautifully in first John 1 9 and it says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness amen so you know all we need to do is to go humbly before God and say look God I am so sorry this is what happened 
And, um, you know, he promises that he is faithful and just. There's this element of, of justice in there as well because it's not – because someone needs to pay the price of our sin. The wages mm. of sin is death, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. And so – the justice element is that Jesus is the one who paid the price for our sin. It was Jesus who, you know, who died on the cross for us. He was the one that said, I'll take the penalty of, of death and sin and you guys can have my life instead. And so all we need to do is just confess our sins and he will cleanse us from, he will forgive us and cleanse us from that unrighteousness. So we don't have to continue sinning. You know, he will redeem us from that sin as well. And what's amazing as well is uh, we see, for example, the Ark of the Covenant is actually a symbol of God's throne. And uh, in it is the Ten Commandments. And so we see this demonstration of justice. And then we come to Jesus, who is crowned with a crown of thorns on the cross. And this is almost his throne. And there, God's judgment and justice is carried out so that he can be merciful to us and allow for us to inherit eternal life through the sacrifice of his son. It's a perfect demonstration of justice and mercy. Our God is a God of love, Mm. and he does not sacrifice justice or mercy for the sake of the other. All we need is ask, and he will forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And the good news is... Getting the forgiveness of God is the easiest thing we can do because it has already been done for us. Mm, Amen. Stay tuned. We're going to have a song after this. If what God has already done isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. (laughs) Someone called it a care package there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Dude. 
Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. Congratulations to Feli from Townsville who called up and got the quiz right today. It was a Who Am I quiz. The answer, of course, was Jonah. Nice. Very Jonah, good. Jonah was the one who was angry enough to die. He got banished. He got a group of sailors to throw him overboard. He was supposed to go to Nineveh, which he did in the end, and he did get swallowed by a giant fish. So, Feli, we're going to send you the prize, which today is a Sodium Eastern album. We'll send that to you in the mail. Stay tuned tomorrow if you want to have another crack at the quiz and uh, and win some prizes. But for now, we are at my favourite part of the show where we just get <gasps> to give stuff away for yeah. free. Don't even have to answer any questions. All you've got to do is just call us and tell us where you want it sent to. And uh, Chris, today I let you pick out of the prize box what we're giving away. What'd yeah, you pick? I just looked at this book and I was like, mm, this speaks to me. Purely because I love Clifford Goldstein who wrote oh. this book. He has like the best voice. I can't do a very good impression, but like, he's like, he, Clifford Goldstein, like, <laughs> I don't know, he talks like that. And so there I am and God tells me, burn the book. Anyway, if you want to know what burning the book <laughs> wow. is about, go go listen to his uh, testimony. It's Clifford Goldstein, type it in on YouTube. He, he's got a very fascinating story and is a very likable and interesting guy. And so he wrote this book called See Beyond. Oh. And it really kind of, uh, apart from it being written by Clifford Goldstein, I picked it out today because it has a lot of relevance to some of the topics that we talked about today. Uh, for example, it looks at the this conflict of worship. Why is there such a big question and debate about who it is that you worship, uh, God uh, or Satan and uh, or whether you don't believe that you worship anyone. Like, why is the idea of worship such a big and integral part of the, uh, the end times? We've it all sounds s- like it's almost a continuation of our Bible study. It basically mm. is. And it'll t- uh, I'm sure because uh, it's just a lot thicker uh, and bigger, book, it's, a yeah. book. <laughs> it's a book. not a pamphlet. <laughs> it's a book, not a pamphlet. You'll be able to get a lot more information than what we've covered here. So if you've enjoyed what we've been talking about mm. and you'd like to learn more and perhaps probably written more eloquently than <laughs> we've <laughs> spoken here, I reckon this would be a great read because it'll go a lot more in depth into some of the topics that we've looked at this morning. And uh, apart from that, you've also got, uh, it looks at heaven, it looks at God's law, God's character and mercy and justice that we touched on today. All sorts of good stuff, a bit more in depth about Jesus and what he did and what that actually means for us. Uh, I Sounds like an amazing book. If you would like a copy of that, just give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. You can text 0491-064-669. We will send that to you free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us this morning live on The Breakfast Show with Taryn and Chris Philly and Falal. Thanks, guys. No No worries. Thanks for having us. And uh, join us tomorrow morning as well. We'll be back after the 7 o'clock news, but stay tuned for some more great programming. In the meantime, give us a call if you have any questions about the Bible. We would love to answer them. We'll have to put you in touch with someone who can answer them for you too. Thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in
just want to be with you.